Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Welcome to our house, Joy 94.9's program about where and how we live in our diverse community. Thanks to Rory for Beyond the Binary. We will explore all aspects of real estate, but when the music stops, we please seek professional advice before making financial decisions. My name is David Gale. And my name is Russell Marston, and yes, this is our house. And I just want to say hello to everybody that was at Midsummer on Sunday. It was an absolute blast seeing you there. Did you have a good time, Paul? Had a wonderful time. It was like one big house of our community. It was fantastic. It It was. was. It was absolutely wonderful. All different types, shapes and everything there to indulge in and so much to see and do. I saw a few prints. Princess Leia's there as well. Did you? Oh, now? I love those layers. Anyone want a layer? Anywho, we're here for our house. Whether you're buying or selling, renting or sharing, upsizing or downsizing, or just thinking about where you'd like to live, this is our GLBTI real estate show for you. Hey, I met some people. I was at the Joy 94.9 stand as one of the many Joy celebrities, the marquee. Yes, not a tent. And I met some people. I was asking people, you know, what do you listen to? A lot of people said that they listened to Our House on Joy 94.9, which I was really pleased about. It was great to talk to some of those people there. And hopefully you're listening tonight. Thanks for coming to the Joy 94.9 stand, because I would have been stinging you for a raffle ticket. Well, that's right. That was me. (laughs) And I'm Paul McClure, and there's one criteria for the music that we play, and that is that it must have something to do with houses or homes. Mm. We look forward to your questions, as always. If you'd like to contact us, please do by email. How do we do that? How do we do it? Email on yeah. air at joy.org.au or by SMS 0427JOY949. That is 0427569949. That's because gorgeous Gordon isn't here tonight. Gorgeous hello, Gordon's Gordon. taking a reprieve. Gordon, if you're listening, hello. We miss you. Come back soon. No, he's probably still at the dog show at the carnival or something. I don't know. Anyway, on tonight's show, we'll be talking to uh, Mr Andrew Shakespeare about his experience with Share Australia, the largest gay and lesbian share accommodation and flat mat service. Oh, interesting. Did Mm. I just say flat mat? Flat (laughs) mat. Yes, you did. (laughs) Has anyone else seen a flat Flat mat? (laughs) Goodness me. I must take you back to those days when you were a bit of a doormat. Never been a doormat, my friend. Never been a doormat. (laughs) You've triggered. I've all my dance card's always been full. Thank you for asking. Hey, what else are we <laughs> going to be looking at tonight? Um, of course, we'll be looking at our current <laughs> rates in the marketplace and some of the sales over the past weekend. 
Oh, my favourite segment. Yep. What's that called? In our rage check segment, checking in with Rosemary the gardener. She's a <gasps> lovely lady. She really is. Rosemary's and of course, garden. with mm. the famous, famous Lance on days of our Lance. <laughs> Almost lost it there. Oh, I did. I thought you had a frog in your throat. <clears throat> I did. Never. Uh, but we are, as always, on a real estate journey with you because we're not the experts. We get the experts to come in and chat to us to share their experiences and their knowledge with you and with us. The kettle's on. You're listening to Our House. Oh, goodness me, and only for the third time this year, here is David's favourite segment. It's a rates check on you our know, house. If we get the right number of Tuesdays, it could actually be 53 rates checks this year, and that would be even more exciting. Well, wouldn't that get the buying Jesus public flowing. crazy? Oh, yes. Ooh. Tell us, Russ, what's been happening okay, in so the market this week? First of all, financial news up for discussion. So, yeah. of, uh, of note... Mm. This week is sales for investment properties in 2016 and predicted in 2017 have absolutely gone through the roof. So mum and dad investors and all of these people are coming into Melbourne and they're buying, buying, buying. And that is what is keeping the trend of um, prices going up, up, up. Unfortunately, whilst that is good for the place of the cost of houses in places Mm -hmm. like Richmond, where I may live, where it's gone through the roof, um, when you look at um, uh, first home buyers, and Paul, you Such fall into myself, this category. Yes. What it's basically happened is it's taken them out, out, out of the market. Out of the market. So or into the outer suburbs. About mm. three months ago, three months ago, three years ago, I should say, um, the uh, number of new home buyers was around about 20%. Mm-hmm. That has now fallen to 8%. Was because, that first? That eight, would be first home 8%. buyers. 8%. Wow. Yeah, it's fallen to 8%. They are renting longer. They can't yes. get into the marketplace. Mm. And, and so what's happening is these mum and dad investors and over Overseas investors are all coming in and they are driving the um, cost of housing up in our fair city. Now, remember, we were talking about people renting for mm. longer in uh, last week's last segment. Last week in the which, review of um, the Residential Tenancies Act. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, if you want to he- hear that and you didn't miss last week's show, you can always go to the podcast at choi.org.au slash our house. But mm. that was really interesting because it tied back into everything there. It did, yeah, and exactly what Russell was, talk- is, was just talking about. Yes, now, exactly. have you got any good rates for this uh, Well, week? look, you know, we continue with our friends at the NAB. I just can't believe how low they've On come. Them. And, you know, they were at Midsummer. That's they right. Were. They were did have that supporter. fabulous marquee down there. We're hoping to talk to them about their GLBTIQ presence in the coming weeks or months, but uh, I'm, I'm sort of preempting maybe an interview with somebody from the NAB. Well, we of hope course. you can get them in here. There's so nothing what, like a nice So what sort of rates banker. have they got? Anyway, their um, choice package home loan is 3.98%. Um, it's an owner-occupier. It's a two-year fixed. A little bit higher. It was 3.75% a couple of well, weeks ago. Well, it's the only... It's at the top of the under fours, though. Yeah, I know. So, and also you can borrow up to 95% on that. Exactly right. Exactly right. And then we've got the range of the usual. So you've got your um, Greater Bank Limited at 3.59%. 
Bank, you've got Ubank at 3.74%. Loans.com. Uh, State Custodians at 3.59%. Yep. Um, so they're all there. So basically what we're seeing, the interest rates aren't going up and neither are the rates well, of these banks. Maybe they will. I don't know whether you had a quick look at page four of one of the Melbourne Metro newspapers today. I but didn't. they were talking about skinny bank profits squeeze mortgages. Now, the banks are borrowing money from overseas, as mm-hmm. they always do, for uh, to, to top up for their mortgages because they can't always get it from deposits. And they're saying that the rise in costs of funding is going to change those rates. Now, as you were aware, last year in December, Janet Yellen said, OK, let's put up the US interest rates by a quarter of a percent, 0.25%. Yes. And that means that the wholesale price of buying money overseas is going up slightly. Um, the banks are looking... Now, the, the article was saying, look, be prepared to pay a little bit more in 2017 because it looks like the banks will move independent of RBA monthly decisions. So even if the month... You know, the RBA might say, oh, we're just leaving rates on hold... The banks might go, Ooh, or they may not announce it, but they might just move, just as we saw with that NAB rate, they mm. might move a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. They have already put up the the rates on investor um, mortgages. So if you are one of those mum and dad investors or, or, you know, whatever, even if you're doing a self-managed super fund, they're putting those rates up at the moment and they're going up slowly but surely. And so, you know... Whether it's time to lock in um, a fixed-rate mortgage or not, you need to talk to your financial advisor about that. But there's possibilities along that line as well. Well, it's all very interesting. And why you're on that um, that little tangent there, we have, believe it or not, uh, the top eight reasons of what is going to affect the property market this year. So, Ooh, tell. So number one is um, global uncertainty. So um, we're calling that Brexit and the Trump, Trump. factor. Yes. So we don't know what's going to happen to interest rates there. Um, the other thing that's going to affect um, housing is um, what David was just discussing, that banks won't move on the RBA rates. So, you know, they will, they won't do what the RBA says. Is the same article also mentioned that 0.23% increase in the two-year NAB rate. So, you know, it's part of it all. So number three is high demand is here to stay, which yep. we uh, understand from mm. mum and dad investors. Um, and also t- population growth. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Although it's interesting, um, that's not reflecting what is happening. Our population here in Victoria went up um, uh, 1.5%, but that was certainly was not seen in the case of first home buyers like Paul. It was, um, even though we had good, healthy population growth, growth it's still only mum and dad investors that mm-hmm. are buying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, overdevelopment will hit some markets. Yep, for uh, sure. And we've seen that starting to happen in, in flats. Um, certainly in the CBD, inner CBD area of Melbourne, they're talking about the peak number of apartments of available for sale being in 2017. Exactly, exactly right. So you might be able to do a deal. Of interest, the biggest influence is going to be China's influence on Australian property is going to be here to stay. So the Chinese are coming in at 100 miles an hour. Well, they're they're buying. They're buying Buying flats and houses all over the place. It says in here, if you go to Glen Waverley, that's almost 90% owned by by China at the moment. So um, so who needs to go to the Great Wall? We'll just head down. Yeah, but that's because, you know, Chinese investors are very canny investors and they say, well, look, you know what? We're going to invest in quality and they buy at any price because they're going, this is a long-term. It's not a five-minute investment. It's a long-term investment.
investment. So, you know, and years ago... that's what ago, they've done with Glen Waverley. Yeah. I mean, the Chinese investors have come in. Um, there's a, there's a, a big Chinese population there. And what they've done is they've um, they've driven up the prices and they've mm. seen very, very good growth in that suburb because the Chinese want to live there. Being the elder statesman here, a couple of years, a couple of decades ago, there was talk about the ridiculous price of apartments in Tokyo. They were like $1 million and it was considered ridiculous. But that was also driven by investment by people from all around the world going, this is the premier market, let's invest there. So it's no different with Chinese or other investors investing in Australia as well. Now, auctions last week. Yeah. (laughs) Were there some? Well, on the 18th of December, when we were at the peak of the um, the end of year... Flurry. Frenzy. Frenzy, and we'll call it a Spring frenzy market. shop. There were 1,057 um, auctions. Now, we're off to a fairly slow start this mm, year. What a Last weekend, there were 34. 34. Ooh. That's right. And they had a 96% clearance rate, which well, is very high. Yes, that's right. There, was, there were, <laughs> That means 33 were sold. That's right. There were five <laughs> sold prior to auction. There was one passed in, poor little fella. Oh, yeah. And uh, the rest of them were sold at auction. Which if was that fantastic. one hadn't been passed in, it would have been 100%. Now, there is some. there was some good value out there last weekend. I noticed that if you were busy um, hunting around Pound Creek, which, you know, Ooh. I like to get my pound of flesh in at Pound Creek, <laughs> that was the most expensive suburb we had, and that was 1460000 That's right. Was and what dear. about, do you have a bottom? We do have a bottom for the sake of those typed people out there. Echuca South. Now, if you're I guess you were going far Echuca South. Echuca South. It went Not for, even Echuca proper. A lovely three-bedroom home went for $230,000. Gee. I thought it was... Oh, Geelong West. See, Geelong's never Geelong. out of the news these no, days, Paul. it's no. always there. Lovely three-bedroom for four forty. Um, in the city ways, you could live out of Belgrave and do those thousand steps every day. I did the yes. thousand steps on my holiday, and um, just the once. I haven't been <laughs> haven't been able to walk since. Anyway, um, Belgrave five hundred and forty three thousand. What's that for? For a house or a, a three bedroom house? Oh wow! Oh, now here's something nice for um, Lance later on. We've got a an apartment in Collingwood. Yes, mm. two bedroom house oh, apartment in Collingwood, um, in Robert Street went for four hundred eighty three thousand dollars. Gee, I'd snap that up even. Myself and turned it into an Airbnb. Well, we do know that you're a um, and to- and B&B buff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's buffed to his B&B, that he's one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's because I go running instead of up the steps. That's but anyway, right. you're, you're very busy at that B&B. Mm. Oh. Um, so that's really good. I'm expecting that there's going to be a big um, a big auction result this weekend, and we'll, well be let's hope so. Maybe after Australia Day as well. That's our rates and property check for this week. You're listening to Our House on Joy 94.9. Well, good evening. As Paul said, this is Our House. Tonight we have a special guest with us. His name is Andrew Shakespeare. And while we're here, he is a uh, a, a gay male. Um, He's incredibly attractive and he... Um, is a employed person. Um, he has a flatmate, and he plays in a band called Mama Patch, which I absolutely adore. Um, Andrew, he's here tonight to talk to us about sharing accommodation. Andrew, how are you? I'm just great, Rusty. Oh, welcome, welcome to our program. Welcome. David. We try and cover all aspects of um, living in this GLBTIQ world of ours, and uh, we talk about upsizing, downsizing, uh, buying, renting, and sharing as well. And you've been through the experience of sharing and caring, uh, but like 
there's there's a number of ways that you can um, well, I don't know find somebody to share your place or for you if you're looking for a room to rent in somebody else's house. So how did you approach this whole sharing thing? What what were you doing in particular? Were you well? Well, I was kind of or? starting again because I was um you know I hadn't actually shared since the early 1990s. Yeah. So I had absolutely no idea what to do. So um the first I had heard of Gay Share, uh-huh. GayShare.com. So. I immediately put up an ad there, put up the photos, and then that sort of led me to Flatmate Finder, which seems to be associated with GayShare.com because when you put an ad on GayShare, it's automatically on Flatmate Finder, ah. the same ad, which I didn't know. So. Okay. So that was good. That was good. But just out of interest too, because we're not here to endorse or you know say anything about any of the those websites, but there is a number of them. What else is there? There's Well, the um, there's Gumtree. Yep. Gumtree seems to be probably the most common way people advertise, regardless of uh, sexuality. And there's also one called, is it Craigslist or something? I don't know. Craigslist is. <laughs> Craigslist. Well, let's just say Craigslist is probably not most well known as a place for finding flatmates. No, for other things. However, yeah. um, it's a worldwide kind of thing, but it is used, it is used for housing. Wow. It okay, is, so there's a number of housing. different um, ones that you can do. So you could use your favourite search engine and just figure out which one you want to use. And yeah, so you spread yourself across all of them and try well, and course. find a housemate that way. Oh, I spread myself wide. You good. did, didn't you? You I had, did, to, I you had, did. You had Gay Share and you had um, well, yes. Gumtree, which which was good. So, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd have to say that the responses were. As I said, I was sort of starting again with all this, but the responses were quite slow to start with. Surprisingly, mm. are there different demographics then, from different sites? Well, I think that I learnt a few lessons pretty quickly. Mm. I think one of the one of the things I learnt really is that uh, Facebook is probably a very useful thing to do as well. There's okay. a, there's a couple okay. of things I used on there. There's one I think called Queer Housing, and another one called Fairy Floss Real Estate, which uh, oh. which I was put onto. And those those places have ads going up on Facebook mm. every day, absolutely okay. every day. So they they seem to me to be quite a bit busier. Than the other ones, but by by the stage I sort of got to that, I'd pretty much secured a secured a housemate. Okay. Um, also, like you said, that you got onto one of these um, particular share websites. Um, what did you have to do? Did you have to register yourself? Did you have to pay the money or something like that? How how do you go about this whole process? Um, from memory, Gay Share, Flatmate Finder. I don't think that I actually paid. I don't. Th- I think that I, I don't think that I paid a fee. I just had an mm. ad up there for a month and it expired. Okay. So I was able to do it for no money, yeah. and and the same with Gumtree actually. And then what do you do? Do you start a screening process, or like do people start? You said that there wasn't well, an initial get, flood, but there was later on. You've you've got to get the ad right. So I sort of you know put my Shakespearean skills to the test and <laughs> scribed away and came up with what I thought was a most attractive ad, <laughs> most attractive. Um, don't know if I had the right honey in the end, however, um, and put up some <laughs> lovely photos. Said that, and I think one, one maybe I, maybe I made a couple of errors that I learned from. Oh, what yeah. were they? That'd be handy what to are the know. Do, what well, are the don'ts? I well, let's just say that I'm a man of a certain age. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm not a twink. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. I'm not a twink. So, do you think it's a good idea to put your age in the ad? Or well, one of the one of the parts of sort of apply, applying for some of the more major sites is, and I'm not talking about the Facebook ones, is mm. that you do have to put your age in there. Yes. Not your specific age, but an age a, bracket. A bracket. Yeah. What I discovered, much to my interest, was that um, there's a whole bracket for um, forty. I think it's about forty three and above. 
Yes. Well, that's the room here, virtually. Well, that's exactly right. This is what I discovered. So you could be 87 years old and you're in the 43-plus range. Well, that's that's what I... I, And you know what? I think that actually minimised my responses somewhat. People Mm. didn't know. I said said that I'm a middle-aged gay man. Yes. With a lovely, bright, modern flat. Mm. Right. Bright and Uh, You talked it up. Oh, I talked it up. I yes. s- but I think one of the other things I said, which maybe I didn't need to say, was uh, that I had a beautiful cat who was the love of my life. Right. Okay. okay. So my And it seems that, you know, um, similar to peanuts and things, people have developed cat allergies at, a, <laughs> yeah. at, an, oh, right. at an incredible rate. Mm, and yes. mm-hmm. every second person is allergic to cats now. Um, I don't remember that being a no, particular issue I when I was really young. No, but, no. So I felt, you know, and so my, my strong advice is lie about your age and stash your puss. <laughs> well, or else. Did I you, love it. Do you thank find, you, thank oh, you. Thanks, yeah. no, actually, you know, without lying about your age, did you find suddenly you had all these potential sons trying to apply for your gay share? Oh. Uh, I would say that every single one of them did fall into that category, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was just wondering about that. So, in a way, you've I, sort of I had I had I had relatively young people applying. It's a little bit like actually setting up a profile for a dating app, really. It is. You're going to get absolutely. the honey, and I, I suppose you know, just like a dating app, I always describe it as scrolling through pages of people's profile pics and all that sort of stuff. It's like going down the supermarket and you're looking at the shelves and I think, oh well, I, I wonder what I need. Oh, look at this bright shiny thing over here, and it's just deciding what you're going to buy in the supermarket, and it's the same sort of thing in this sort of thing. So your first tip really is you've got to Put make it look a bit like. There. Honey, it I is. Suppose. Well, that's right. I think you've got to make yourself sound um, very attractive. Do you get you know? to put up photos of the actual accommodation? Yes. Or does yes. that come last? No, that's, no, no, no. That's I'd, more I'd, important. I'd piles of wonderful photos of everything yeah. looking very clean and pristine and all, okay. that, and all that stuff. I mean, da- um, dating, excuse me. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Sharing has changed a lot since, in my, since my day. I mean, we used to um, share in, in places like Brunswick and, and Glen Iris, and there'd be, you know, six or seven of us little little gays all sharing a house together, and we'd party in. And we'd have a good time, and, and 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 in those days, people used to advertise for flatmates in the Age newspaper. Mm. So you get yeah. the um, the domain section out every Saturday, and you troll through them, and you'd go and see people's houses by you know by sharing, uh, looking at the gay pages, mm. the gay pages. Yep. Anyway, I also used to remember that that was also a bit of a dating site because you'd have people come over to your house wanting to go take you out on a date just simply by yeah. having an ad in the um, the d- domain pages in the ads. Is, is so that all they wanted to do? Oh, well, I had don't. one guy come to my place once, and this is a, a lengthy story, so I'll cut it back because we have to go. But, um, you know, he walked into the house and loved it, and we sat down and we had a drink together and a chat, and he said, I can really see myself here. Do you mind if I go back to the bathroom? in the bedroom area just to take a few measurements so I can make sure that all my stuff's going to fit in here. And I said, go for your life. Then I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, I've got my clipboard with all the questions I wanted to ask about, you know, do you like pets and all that sort of stuff. He came back into my lounge room with nothing on, no clothes on, and said, right, well, I'll take the bedroom, let's get into it. And I thought, well, goodness me. So wow. I, I, too, have a similar tale. All right, you do? well, we're, look, go. we're going to get back to that similar tale in a I'll, few I'll moments. Hold on to it. We have another segment coming up. Do we have any music for this segment? And I'm just a little bit worried because after what you've just been talking about, Russell, I believe we have... Rosemary. 
Rosemary on the phone. She's on the line. She might have copped an earful there. Oh, Rosemary, I hope you didn't get it because this is one of our favourite lovely segments and it's called Rosemary's Garden. And we're chatting with Rosemary today. Are you there, Rosemary? Yes, I'm here. Hello, Excellent. Rosemary. Hopefully you're not blushing after Russell's, um, well, admission to what's been going on in his life. No, I'm not blushing. Good. What are we going to talk about today, Rosemary? We're talking about going to the nursery and buying a plant in a pot. Yep. At this time of the year where it's very hard to keep them... Keep them going because of the heat. Them going because of the heat if you want to plant them out in your garden. Well, you'd uh, have to keep them moist, wouldn't you? Well, you have to um, water them with... Keep them in in the shade for the first couple of days after you bring them home. Well, okay. While they're still in the pot? They're still in the pot, yep. yes. And then a few hours before you plant them, thoroughly water the plant using a seaweed solution. Ah, Give them a good food, Give feed. Give time to fully, fully hydrate and use the seaweed compounds to build stress resistance. Oh, this is where I made my mistake, Rosemary. You know what I did recently? I bought two hydrangeas. And, you know, as you would know, they're huge water drinkers. Um, and I, I did go to um, uh, plant them in the backyard in the shade, um, but I didn't use any seaweed solution, and um, and it doesn't look like they're going to make it because of the heat. Well, you, did you dig a hole twice the size of the pot? Yes, um, I did. Um, and I don't think I'm overwatering, um, but it, it, they just don't seem to. I, I haven't fed them at all other than water them. So I See, think that's where my mistake think, is. Is it too late for, for Russ, Rosemary no, to he, fix, fix that he up? Could still, he could still be able to save them. Oh, yeah. Make sure that if it's on a hot day, yeah. to put. Have you got an old sheet or something that you can put over them? Yes, I do, yep. To shade them. Okay. You've got to keep them out of the sun. Yeah. So obviously the temptation is as soon as you've bought that plant, you want to bring it home and put it straight in the ground. So really you want to acclimatise it for a couple of days and then give it this super feed before you put it into the ground. And you dig a hole twice the width of the size of the pot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Fill the 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 hole up with water. Yeah. Fill the hole up before you put the plant in. You put your plant in. Oh. And... And it will the water. You allow the water to seep into the dirt. Mm-hmm. You put your plant in. Yeah. And then when you put your plant in, you put a moat around it. Ah. Uh, to retain the water. To retain the water. Oh, very good. And the water will then just slowly seep down into it. Excellent. And keep going, you know. And give it some extra um, seaweed. And give it that every couple of da- every couple of weeks. I was going to ask you: Can you put too much seaweed, or is it no? Just, okay, so that, that you're not going to overdose it on the seaweed. No, not when you first put it in. Right. Okay. And with this weather too, should we be mulching all around so that it'll you retain the moisture? You should be mulching all yeah. around. Have you mulched yet, Russ? Yes, I have mulched. Okay. Rosemary, I've got a question for you. Um, so you, you've got a green thumb. Have you managed to, to pass that on to that son of yours, Paul? Is he a green thumb too? No. 
No, he was growing vegetables a couple of years ago, but he's given that away. Too hard. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe with a bit of advice from Rosemary's garden, oh, you'll be able me, to do that once again. advice all the time. I'm just too lazy. Look, it's great talking with you again this week, Rosemary. I'm sorry it's a bit short, but we will look forward to talking to you again next week. That's fine, but you know now what to do with your hide range. Yeah, I, I'm going to go and get we'll some seaweed in. solution and I'll let you know next week how I go, Rosemary. Great advice. And keep them out of the sun. Shall do. Thanks, okay. Mum. Right, bye. Bye. You're at home with David, Russ and Paul on Our House. You are indeed at home with us, oh, David, put, Russ and Paul. Put your feet up. Put your feet up. Have a listen. Tonight we're talking to Andrew Shakespeare about his experience in trying to get a flatmate. Mm. So basically, generically, gay sharing. Yeah. Hey, tell us, Andrew, you would have had to interview applicants. What, what was that like? I only actually got up to interviewing two of them because um, but I think it was, it's probably worth saying that I've never actually even, in, in all my um, house sharing experience, I've only ever shared with straight people. Yeah. Mm. Then there was like a two decade plus gap where I just lived with my partners. Uh-huh. Right. And then when my last partnership broke up, suddenly I'm in a position where I have to share house for the first time in a very long time. And it's actually the first time I've specifically gone looking for the, gone to the gay market, if you like. So in the interviewing process, would you advise people to write up a list? Um, seeing as I didn't, I would absolutely advise you to do that. Yes, yeah. I, I would indeed. But yeah. I think what was interesting for Andrew and what we discussed a lot while he was going through this process was that there was just all of this toing and froing going between the phones. So it was it was sort of like setting up dates by phones and then um, waiting for people to come to your house and then people would show or they wouldn't show. But you did mm. a lot of toing and froing on your phone first, didn't you? It was just like scruff. Yes, it wow. was. So not as easy, like, you know... I mean, it would be a hell of a lot easier, and I, I do this myself. If there's more than two or three text messages, I mm. ring people. It's so much mm. easier that way well, to get as many things across. I'd, I'd say that the parallels between the gay dating sites and um, looking for a flatmate on any site is, I think, they're, they're exactly, it's exactly the same process. There's a wow. bunch of people who will express a huge amount of interest, and they sound absolutely ideal, and you have lots of lovely chats and exchanges. And then they stand you up. They, they either stand you, you up yeah. and don't say anything or else they have some lame excuse about their father got sick. Time wasters. That's right. Okay. So I only actually got around to two actual interviews. So tell us about the interviews. What happened there? Well, there was one guy who was very close to being interviewed. He, um, he, uh, we spoke on the phone. Uh-huh. And he was a physiotherapist who also did a bit of um, massage in his spare time to earn a, you know, some extra bucks while he was studying yeah. physiotherapy. Yep, fair enough. And he asked if I was going to be out a lot. <laughs> and I said, right. well, I, I, yes, I have quite a social life. So, yes, I am out a fair bit. And he said, so it'd be all right to use the lounge room to do massages? And I said, yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. And he said, I massage wearing a black leather jock strap. Okay. And I thought, hmm. And I thought, I, I think this guy wants to turn my flat into a knocking shop. Right. Oh. Mm. <laughs> okay, so that's something. So you when need I to pressed him, I, well, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'd be asking the question, do you intend to use my flat as a knocking shop? But yeah. um, certainly, I felt very naive, really. Yeah. Um, so the next, the next guy who I went to interview, I'd, I'd actually just gone to the lead for a bit of a session with some friends and settled in for a, a nice old time. And mm. this guy contacted me, and he contacted me via mobile and. Anyway, basically, he had to be at my place in an hour. You know, this is urgent. This is the only time he had. Right. And I just thought, well, this guy sounds ideal. 
So I said I excused myself and went running home. And he seemed in quite an excitable sort of state, really, this guy. And um, anyway, I was, show, I was showing him the view from my balcony. And I was saying, well, so you can see this lovely view here. In fact, when it's New Year's, you can see fireworks all around. And then I noticed he wasn't on the balcony anymore. <laughs> so I <laughs> turned around and, where are you? And I went in there and, like Russell's friend, uh, he was pantless. He was pantless oh. in the lounge. Okay. And, I said, and I said, what are you doing? <laughs> and he said... Have I I'm done ready something? to move in. Well, he <laughs> said, in an echo of what you were saying to me before, he said, have I done something wrong, Daddy? Oh. oh. Mm. Okay. okay. And I said, well, I don't know if you've done something wrong, but, and he said, well, do I need to be punished? So, uh-huh. mm. so in essence, what we're doing here is what we're trying to um, let the listener know is that you, if you're going to put yourself out there um, on these be apps, prepared um, be anything. prepared. Like you're actually putting yourself right out. I think, there. I you think, are. I think, I think it's it's probably worth saying that I'd only I'd only shared with straight people, and that mm. was a very very long time ago. This is my first foray into the to the gay housing market, if you like. And just like um, you know, I'm going on to gay apps for the first time, you have a lot to learn and you learn it very, very quickly. Mm. And I think what I learned from the whole process is that I'd be a lot better prepared next time. Yeah. A lot better prepared. <laughs> so were you able to secure uh, somebody to sh- actually share with you? I did secure a person. He's been there for the last few months. So the fact that he's still there means that it's, I guess, a, um, a win-win. It's a it's a rip roaring success. It is so. It is something that actually will work for some people, and uh, probably the advice that you're giving is is to um, weed out the ones that the time wasters. Sort of, yeah, well, the time wasters, yeah. and also you know probably make it clear that I suppose that it's a business relationship. Really, it isn't just sharing your home, but it is partly you know you pay me the rent, you pay some bills. Um, sort of make yourself really clear. I think unless unless you're incredibly this. attractive, then it's up for negotiation. Mm. Right. Well, I think we should come back shortly and discuss questions that we can ask people um, on a list um, when they're coming to your house. I think that's very important. Good idea. You're listening to Our House on Joy 94.9. So we're here with Andrew Shakespeare, who has recently uh, obtained a flatmate through Gumtree, I believe, Andrew. Was that right? That's, that's right, yes. Okay. So um, now that you've settled in with um, your flatmate, um, uh, has there been a time where you've actually sat there and with him and said, right, well, here's um, my set of house rules and it would be great if we could, um, could work around these boundaries so we're both able to live together quite successfully? I think once again, um, coming from a rather naive point of view and having lived with partners for decades, mm. um, once again, I had a lot to learn. Yeah. So I think that the, the mistakes and, and the problems with, with, with sharing sort of became apparent over the first few weeks and it was then that I had to go in and start sort of um, drawing up some very some quite firm boundaries around sort yeah. of behaviours and how we we're going to share the space. Because, you know, it's a little flat. It's not a big mm. space. And what were some of those if you feel like sharing them? You don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, well, we had an initial agreement that, you know, if we could, we would cook for each other every now and then if we both happened to be home and we'd sort of, you know, put in for meals and, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I cooked him a few meals and he didn't actually put in any anything towards it and then he revealed to me that he'd never cooked a meal in his life. (laughs) So that's one of the questions you'd ask somebody. Do you know how to cook? Are you interested in food? Yes. What other sort of questions in retrospect do you think we should be asking somebody that potentially is going to share with our house? You know the big one for me is yeah. is do you smoke? That's, that'd be huge for me. Mm-hmm. I could not live with anybody that smoked. I couldn't, okay. couldn't Absolutely. No. I'm glad you reminded me. That was yeah. one of the first questions. And, and, and indeed, I was able to put that on the sites 
um, prior to that. Right. You know, I made it very clear that I didn't want to live with a smoker. Mm. There's one guy who applied anyway. He said he'd only smoke on the balcony. But, you know, the longer you're not a smoker, the more sensitive you become to such things. I didn't want it in the house. Mm-hmm. And another one I've got on my list here that you clearly had a discussion with yep. um, your um, massage man was, um, you know, what hours do you keep? Right. Yes. Um, which can be handy. I mean, I, but I, I think the best arrangement I ever had with a flatmate was, um, and we negotiated this before he moved in, he, he worked every night and, and, and I worked days. So we were literally only mm. in each other's path for an hour or two each day. And that may or may not happen depending on the space that you're uh, renting out to share because, you know, somebody that works night shift is going to get home maybe early hours in the morning and if you sort of start work mid-morning, you're going to be woken up at 6 o'clock every morning, you know. So, so a shift worker like maybe a nurse or something like that might actually be getting up really, really ultra early to get in into the hospital before a changeover or something like that. So, you know, you should be looking at maybe hours that you're going to be keeping um, just in case. Or you might end up with a, a big night owl that likes to game until 3 o'clock in the morning and suddenly you hear somebody rattling around the kitchen. Well, they've got a right to do that because mm. that's where they live. So, How did you go with the cleaning negotiations Andrew, you, are, you, are you mother hen with your apron on or, or have um, you delegated? I, I, I give the services in the bathroom once over in the morning, I guess. Good, um, good. I wouldn't say that I'm particularly fastidious about such things. I did, after I think a month, invite him to uh, turn on the dishwasher. I, oh. I invited him to wash his sheets and towel if he felt so inclined. Oh. Um, um, and certainly I introduced him to the vacuum cleaner and said that he was more than welcome to kind of vacuum <laughs> the rug if he saw it needed it. And um, he has complied with a little bit of prodding. Good. But good. the other thing that we really need to negotiate was um, bringing people home. That's, ah, of course. That's how interesting. Yes. Of course. Yep, yep. That was a big one and what our attitude to that was. And we agreed that, you know, we, we're, we're not particularly um, bringing people home every night kinds of people and that probably suited us both. Mm-hmm. However, he's brought nobody home. Right. Getting back to your, your cleaning <laughs> comment, because <laughs> yes. uh, uh, Matt from Thornbury's just sent us a message. Oh, and yes. He says, one person who interviewed me many years ago asked me, what does cleaning mean to you? Oh. Um, it threw, it, Matt says it threw me, but I obviously answered, well, as we've shared together for about four years and have remained friends. Oh, that's so wonderful. obviously that's an important question. Well, so that was probably finding a bit of common ground as to, yeah. you know, because certain people would have different um, different attitudes to what cleaning Ideas would be. what cleaning is, yeah. Uh, also, I just wanted to mention that Anthony sent in a mention, uh, mention that he'd use uh, com. so thank you for your SMS as well. But, yeah, what does cleaning mean to you? Or what does cooking mean to you? Or yeah. what does um, yeah. a neat house mean to you as well? Because we all have different standards and it's, I suppose, a bit subjective, isn't it? Absolutely, and you know another thing. I mean, for from Andrew's perspective, I if you if you're um, not the sort of person that has you know Mister Right now over every night of the week. I mean, you also don't want to be sharing with somebody who's who's in you know a, a, a six or seven month relationship, and that person is over every night as well. Do you? You? No, you don't. I love coming home and having some space. I think we actually agreed that um, most, um, shall we say, activities uh, would happen outside of the unit. Ah, uh, yes. Do you host or travel? I've chosen to mostly not host. Yeah. I think I just think it's 
I don't, I don't, I don't really particularly want him knowing my business. Yeah, really. well, I suppose that's, yeah, well, that's yeah. something that yeah. comes up when and you And I'm share. sure that he doesn't want me knowing his yeah. business either. Yeah. We're actually quite private people yeah. when it comes down to it. And I'm curious these days, what, what, how does the financial arrangements work? I mean, when I did it back in the 80s and 90s, it was all, you know, everyone would pull in their cash and, and, and someone yeah, would... Yeah, we'd put 20 bucks in a week for food. Yeah, and someone would put their hands up to, spend to run down to the real estate yep. agent and pay the rent once a month with the cash. But well, is that the way it is these well, days? Well, I'd, I'd sort of took my cues from the ads that I saw and I included the price of utilities and internet in the in, oh, the, in the total great. cost. Okay. Great. I did not want to be chasing people up for bill money. Yep, um, I enough. just thought, no way, that's just going to be ridiculous. So I just built the cost into it. Um, I probably should have charged a bond, but I was, um, you know, I needed somebody. So I, yeah. in the end, I waived the bond. Yeah, I, I don't, enough, I don't yeah. really regret it. Um, but for me, it was about, it was setting up a direct debit. Yes, so just sort of saying this is the way I this is the way I'd like it is every once a week I need that money coming into my account. So yeah, well I suppose you know especially these days you know, I'm thinking back to when I shared many many decades ago. Um, you know you can do that sort of stuff and you can monitor. You we've got online banking and it's live most of the time, so you can actually see that those things are really going on. And I suppose it would be important to keep. Uh, on top of those sorts of issues if they were to happen and uh, things went awry. Well, we are keeping on top of it on a weekly basis through um, text text reminders about amount owing and carried forward and all that kind of business at the moment. All right, look, you know, it's great getting advice tonight. Um, Anybody else that might want to send a quick text before we finish up the show tonight at 10 o'clock, just send us in maybe some advice that you might have. Or ask Andrew a question. Well, yeah, exactly. 0427 JOY 949. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the moment, though, we've got something else happening, haven't we, Paul? We do. I wonder oh if these people God. ever shared. Do you think they shared? Well, I know Reed shared like with Tiffany. Through the hourglass. You have no idea what so they got up to. The and they had no boundaries. Yeah, I've never well, known that ridge to have one boundary. It's time for Boundaryless Lance. Um, Lance, are you with us tonight? Yes, ma'am. How are you? Excellent, Lance. It was great to see you at Midsummer. You were working on the Joy 94.9 stand when I was there. Um, tell us what has been happening in the days of our Lance over the last week for your upcoming move eventually t- into the city. What's been going on? I've been getting in contact with some friends, uh, taking, they wanted to take some furniture away, and I got in contact with uh, the um, St Vincent de Paul. Yeah. And they'll be coming on Friday to check out a lounge suite. And if it's good enough for them, they'll take it away. All right. And what will that that help you with? That'll, that'll what, clear up some room or something, rather? What will happen? That will give me some more space <laughs> to sort out things a bit better so I can categorise things into what to, to get rid of, what to keep yeah. and what to sort out. And, yeah, it makes things a lot easier to move things about. Well, charities can be a little bit fussy, so hopefully that'll be able to get rid of it. But there are lots of charities out there, and, of course, you can ring them all up. Um, ha- have you ever thought about sharing with somebody else? I was at Circuit a while back, and the barman there was talking, I was talking to him about moving to Collingwood, and uh, he mentioned something about gay share, and it was the first I'd heard about it, so I was very interested in your show tonight. 
Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, you can always it's have an another quick listen uh, on our podcast later on on join.org.au slash our house. But um, that podcast will be up tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, sharing is an option. I mean, you know, if you remember last week when you were talking about how you'd looked at all the people in Turak and you sort of went, you know what, this isn't my home. But you could always test run um, a suburb, a suburb yeah. by sharing with somebody else as well. That's correct, because you, I guess you don't really know what a place is like until you live there, do you? Mm. It's not like uh, going there on holidays or something. You, you, it's, it's different when you live in a place, I suppose. Well, you know what, Lance, what you can do is you can come and see us um, next time you're in town on our house and we will have a list of questions that you could ask a potential flatmate when you went and visited his house, if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, well, that's something you can type up uh, over the coming weeks, Russ. I shall do. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. All right, well, look, it's good to hear all's well with you. And as I said, it was great to see you at uh, Midsummer. And um, we'll be checking in with you again next week, of course, Lance. All right, then. Uh, thanks a lot, David and Paul and, and Russ. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Happy Midsummer. Hi, come on in to our house on Joy 94.9. Sorry about that. Got a bit excited. Welcome back to our house on Joy 94.9. Look, that's pretty well a wrap for tonight. Um, It's been great having Andrew Shakespeare in the studio tonight. Thanks for coming in, Andrew. No problems. And we've been talking about sharing. Great listening to Rosemary and Rosemary's Garden. Great advice and days of our... Learns. Uh, rates check hopefully next week we'll see some auctions I'm hoping there will be a few and look it's good night from me it's good night from me it's good night from Russ and David and Paul this podcast was produced by Joy Media you can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024 go to joy.org.au slash radiothon and remember we all flourish with joy 